you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Well, first and foremost, happy Father's Day. Amen. If you're a father, would you stand with me real quick? I just want all our fathers to stand this morning. Would you stand? I've noticed in this service and the other service, there's always some fathers that take their time to get up. Are you just not proud of your kids or not proud of being a father? Just tired. You could be seated. Well, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers. I have truly missed you guys. So sorry I've been gone for the last three weeks. Contrary to what some of you believe, I have not. I've only been on one week of vacation. I've been in meetings and retreats and just one week of vacation. But I'm so glad to be home. have missed you guys. And listen, be in prayer for me this morning. I preach five times every Sunday, and I don't ever seem to have any problems with my voice. The last three weeks, I haven't been preaching, and I've lost my voice. In fact, it actually, my wife will tell you, I got a little nervous last week. Uh, it's been bad, and I started getting a little nervous. I'm not sick. I don't feel bad. I don't know what it is. And uh, in fact, not only that, it's kind of my whole family. My sister, my brother, all three of us have had problems with our throats and our voices and I started a little nervous last week. In fact, my brother went to the doctor, and he said this to him. He said, Mr. Leggett, it is not a physical problem. It's a spiritual issue. So I've been a little bit worried about my throat, so y'all been in prayer for me. The, the, the more excited I get, the, the worse it gets, and y'all know I get a little excited. So if it sounds like I'm going through puberty, I'm not. We continue our sermon series today on Colossians. Today I want to talk to you about Colossians chapter 3. To, to understand Colossians, you have to understand who it was written to. The church at Colossae. And it was written by Paul to talk to them about heresy. A few moments I'll speak more about that. But before I get into our text today, before I get into our scripture, I want to tell you a story. One day, a lady named Ashley Wilkerson was driving down the road in North Carolina. As she's driving down I-85, she's with her dad in the front seat, her mom and her two kids in the back seat. All of a sudden, she hears sirens. She looks in the rearview mirror and she sees lights. Now, although this woman is 39 years old, a professor, an author, and a speaker, she becomes nervous. And as daughters always do, they look to their dad. She looked to her dad. She said, Dad, I'm being pulled over. I'm nervous. Her dad very quickly said to her, Honey, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Just calm down. As she would pull over to the side of the road, the highway patrolman, the North Carolina State Trooper would pull up beside, behind her. He would get out of his car and walk over to the passenger side. 
the father, Tony, would roll down the window. The highway patrolman would say to her, ma'am, do you know that you were speeding? She said, no, officer, I, I do not. I didn't know that. I, I apologize. Dad being dad, Tony, real quick, in a weak voice, said that my daughter's a good girl. She's a good girl. My, my daughter is taking me right now back home. I've been at Duke University Hospital for chemotherapy. She's taking me back to Columbia, South Carolina. She's a good girl. The highway patrolman would say, yes, sir. Ma'am, do you have your license and registration? She said, yes. She hands it to the officer. He goes back to the car. The family sits there and waits, and they wait, and they wait. Now Ashley's getting real nervous, and she begins to talk to her dad. She said, Dad, I, I, I don't understand what's taking them so long. See, what they didn't know was is that the highway patrolman was in the back of the car, in back in his car, not trying to decide whether he was going to give her a ticket or not. The highway patrolman was sitting in his car reflecting. Reflecting on his own life a few years earlier, he had had colon cancer. And he had made a vow to God back then, God, because of all the prayers that went up for me and God took care of me, I prayed and made a vow back then if I could only touch one life with what I'd been through, I would. See, what he was struggling with is, is he felt like he should pray for Tony. But he's a North Carolina state trooper. We don't just pray for people on this side of the road. Eventually, the state trooper would get out of the car, make his way back to Ashley's vehicle. Tony would roll down his window. The state trooper would say to Tony, Tony, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? He said, no, officer, not at all. He said, what kind of cancer do you have? He said, colon. He said, Tony, can I ask you one more question? He said, yes, sir. He said, do, do, do you mind if I pray with you? Tony, who was a deacon, his wife was a minister, said, sir, you sure can. The state trooper would lean in the car, grasp a hold of Tony's hand, and begin to pray, Lord, I pray today that you touch Tony, that you would be with him, take care of him. He squeezed his hand hard, almost as if he was putting something in Tony's hand. He would stand up. He would say, Ashley, or Miss Wilkerson, I'm not going to give you a ticket today. I'm just going to give you a warning. Just be careful driving. Before he walks away, he looks at Tony and said, Tony, I want you to know this. You've got one more person praying for you. I'll be praying for you. Two months later, Tony would die, succumb to his cancer. Ashley remembered her father going through all of her phone and all the pictures of her dad. She runs across the picture. See, what her dad didn't know and what the state trooper didn't know was because, and, and I want to throw this in. See, the family in the car was black. Tony was a white cop. There's a reason why she was nervous at first. But she'd made a decision she wasn't going to prejudge. 
And because of all the atmosphere that was going on in America at the time, she just had to take a picture of what happened. And neither one of them knew, but while the trooper was praying for Tony, she took out her phone and took a picture of this white state trooper leaning in a car praying for her father. She would post that picture on Facebook and she would share the story of how this highway patrolman took out his time although she had broken the law, had sped. That, that day it wasn't about that, it was about her dad. 4,000 comments came across her page. That picture would eventually make it to the North Carolina Highway Patrol headquarters. They would send out a thing to her saying, we are so sorry to hear about your father. We are glad that one of our troopers could at least be a blessing in his life. CNN would pick up the story. CNN would find the Highway Patrolman. He would say to them, I really don't like this being about me. It never was about me. It was always about Tony. After the story, Ashley's mother would bring her a little silver cross. She said, the day that the highway patrolman prayed for your dad, he put this in his hand. Your father put it up on, your, on his mirror every day, reminded himself of the prayer of that highway patrolman. See, I tell you that story because in a few moments, I want to read to you from Colossians. See, that day that state trooper had to make a decision. Am I a state trooper or am I a man of God? Am I going to give a ticket or am I going to tell the truth? Am I going to focus on the problem of speeding or am I going to focus on the promise of the Savior? And that day, that trooper decided to clothe himself not with the uniform of a highway patrolman, but he decided to clothe himself with who Christ had called him to be. I want you to look at me today at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to kill this thing up here. Me and Kenny are going to have a fight. In Colossians 3, chapter 1, it says this. If then you were, and I'm reading out the New King James Version. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm going to stop there. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the word that we're about to receive. I pray that every heart and every mind will be open to receive God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one, leave this house the same way that they came. In Jesus' name we pray and ask, Lord. Amen and amen. To, to understand Colossians, you need to understand what it was written for. Paul was combating heresy. See, Colossians chapter 1 and chapter 2 will be what we call the doctrinal part of Colossians. Telling who God was. He, he was a, a God of supremacy, all authority. That he was a loving God. 
Then chapter 3 and chapter 4 of Colossians would be more what we call the, the practical side, the implementation side. In other words, this is who God is. This is what you should do because you're a believer. Now, what has happened is, is Paul's having to address the heresy. One is, is extreme Judaism. That some of the Christians there at Colossae were teaching that you had to do the same things that the Jewish community did to be saved, which was a lie. We're not under the law anymore. We've been redeemed from the law. We're not under the law except Christ's law. Another problem that was going on is what they call humanism. And that was, is in other words, they were teaching that, in other words, really God was about what he could give us, what we got out of it. In other words, a teaching that is really big right now, you may hear it sometimes, that we are little gods. It's not true. There's only one God. There's another thing, what was going on was what they call uh, uh, oriental mysticism. In other words, they were getting really into the spiritual side. Sometimes we have to be careful as Pentecostals because we can do this too. Instead of being about God, it becomes about the great things we get from God and how it makes us look. Don't get mad at me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all been in some crazy Pentecostal services. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with that. It was all about you. Years ago, I had a lady praising in church. She was praising God. And, and, and she comes, gets through praising God. She runs around and she looks to see if everybody's looking at her. That ain't God. That's you. But what they were doing is, is they were intertwining this spiritual mysticism even to the fact that Paul had to address it. They were worshiping angels. So Paul begins to break down in these first chapters four things I'm going to share with you. There's more than this, but I don't have enough time. In fact, I'm running out of time. Four things I want to share with you real quick that Paul begins to share about God. Number one is this, write this down. You've died. But that's encouraging, isn't it? You've died. You didn't know it. Nobody invited you to your funeral, did they? You didn't get all out of it. You want to listen to what he says right here. If you then were raised with Christ, to be raised you must what? Been buried been dead, been in the casket. I know right there some of you just freaked out because everybody has that dream, that fear, that worry, that nightmare of being in a casket and you're alive. Anybody ever had that? Am I the only one? Shut up. Nobody ask you. See, first we have to understand that we've died. Listen to Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace abound? Certainly not. I love, I love right there how Paul says that. Certainly not, you idiot. Stupid. Not smart. I'm just joking. I am preaching three weeks, so y'all bear with me. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as, as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were also baptized into his death? At the moment you got saved, you didn't know it, but you died. You died to your old way of life. You died to your old sins. You died to you used to be. You died to the old names and titles that used to be attached to you. How many had some titles attached to your name that you are glad are gone? Anybody? I know I am. That you've died to self. At the moment that you got saved, you ceased to be who you used to be and became who God called you to be. 
You need to understand that. I don't care what others says about your past. I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care how your past looks. I don't care what people have been saying about you. And I don't care what they still say about you. They just don't know you died. The John Leggett who used to be prior to salvation doesn't exist anymore because Jesus Christ has come into his life, killed him to the old way of life. Amen. It says it right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Did you hear that? Passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, can I share something with you? It didn't happen just at the moment you got saved. It happens on a daily basis. If there will be a daily moment that the enemy tries to remind you of your past, say, Dad. Someone will walk up and say, oh, I, re man, I remember Brian. Dad. You see an old school teacher start talking about you. Dad. Sorry, you didn't know Brian Harris died. The old Brian Harris that you knew, that you used to talk about, that got in all the trouble. Oh, he, he died. He no longer exists. He's dead. Amen. Number two, write this down. You've risen. You've risen. Now, wait a minute. You just said I died. But listen to what he says. If you then were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Now remember, you've died. Now what did I die to? He actually tells us. If you go look in Colossians chapter 3 verse 5, this is what he said. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, passion evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. Let me say something to you real quick. If we're going to talk, y'all got all excited when I talk about dying to old. Oh, I'm no longer who I used to be. Is it true? This word, in fact, there's two type of sins that he's referring here. The first sin is what they call sensual sin. And I just listen. Fornication. The word fornication in the Greek really comes from the word pornea. Anybody know where that comes? We, we get our word from? Pornography. Pornea. He lays out that there's what we call a sensual sin that we all struggle with because all men do. I'm not saying women don't either. Somebody just agree. Yep. <laughs> yep. My daughter last night, we're at a restaurant. I'm going to get her in trouble right now. Women, can I tell you something? If you don't want us to look at something, don't say don't look. <laughs> we're sitting outside a restaurant last night, and I'm sitting there with my daughter, and she goes, oh, my God, Daddy, don't look. <laughs> and I understood why she told me not to look. There were things I didn't need to see. And I said, well, bless the Lord. <laughs> and my wife goes, that wasn't God's blessings. That was a doctor's blessings. If y'all haven't figured out what I'm talking about yet, just get with my wife afterwards. She'll tell you. So as soon as I looked over and I went, oh, I see what she's talking about. And I looked the other way. 
It's a struggle. It's something I shouldn't have to say. But, but listen, the, 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 the older I get as a pastor, I'm shocked that as believers, how we used to live, we still are living. Can I say something to you? And it's probably going to shock you. And you probably didn't know it, but you need to hear it. If you're married, you shouldn't be having relationships with other women or men. If you're not married, you shouldn't be having sex. If you're married, you shouldn't be looking at other women. If you're married, you shouldn't be talking to other men. Oh, I'm just telling about my problems with my husband. Don't do that. Because he's just as sorry as your husband is, but he's going to make it like he's the greatest thing in the world. Stop living by your sensual. Listen, it's going to be there. It's going to be, listen, put up blockades. Put up whatever you got to put up. But listen, understand that you've died to that old self. You don't live to that old self. I'm not saying it won't rear its ugly head. I'm not saying there won't be faults sometimes. I'm not saying you won't feel a certain way sometimes. But you got to catch yourself and you're going to say, not today, God. That is not who I am anymore. Covetous. Quit wanting things you ain't got. It'll only get you in trouble. See, he says, you have risen. If you then raise with Christ, seek those things which are above. He said two ways you do that. He said, first, seek. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Stop seeking the things of this world. They will only disappoint you. They will only let you down. But seek the things. Seek you first What? The kingdom of God and all these, and all rights, and all these things shall be added unto you. We seek God. He's the desire of our heart. That's what I go after. That's what I'm looking for. Because listen, this life is temporary. It is but a vapor, James says, and it is gone. I won't live my life trying to please the flesh because this world is going to let me down. These things will let me down, but I will keep my eyes on God. I will seek first the kingdom of God. I will seek first God's word. I will seek God's plan and God's purpose for my life. I will seek God because if I seek God, he will never let me down. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Can I tell you always, the, the Bible tells us the things we're to think of. Think of the things above, not on things here. I'm not just talking about sins. I'm talking about worries, fears, and anxiety. Stop letting the things of this world freak you out. For God is for me. Who in this world could ever be against me? He's not giving me a spirit of fear. Listen, when you're walking in fear, that is not God. That is the devil. And you, Pastor, how do you know that? I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So if you got fear, it didn't come from God. It's either coming from the devil or it's coming from you. But I'm not going to live in that fear. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to set my mind on godly things. Listen, when my boss is trying to tell me off and he's being mean to me, I'm going to understand that the Bible says I'm going to submit to the authorities that are in my life. I don't like it. I don't love it. But if I do it, then God can bless me. I don't like my husband right now. He's not been very nice. Lori can never say that. 
but I'm going to love my husband and submit to him. I don't like my wife right now. I ain't very happy with her. But yet the Bible says I'm to love her and treat her gently. I'm going to set my mind on things above. Number three, write it down. You're hidden. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. I love that. Protected. Kept safe. See, first you died to your old self. Then you rose in Christ. And because you've risen in Christ, now he has hidden you. Protected you. But it's not just about hiding to protect. Listen what it says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 3. In him or in whom all hidden are the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, what happens when you rise in Christ? God reveals things to you that he never reveals to anybody else. Oh, I get it now. I never understood, but I get it now. Never made sense to me, but I get it now. See, you are hidden in Christ. And because you're hidden in Christ, that moment you become hidden in Christ, he begins reveal, gives wisdom, gives knowledge, and reveals things to you you'd have never known in the natural. But because you're a child of the most high God, he reveals in the spiritual. Colossians 1.26 says it this way. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. Point to yourself and say, saint. Now, you may not always, always act like a saint, but you are. The last one, and I got to hurry. You're dressed. You've died. You've risen. You've been hidden, and you're dressed. This morning, I was getting dressed. I put on what I thought was a cool outfit. I got some new kicks, and I want to wear my kicks today. I come up to my wife. She's still in bed because she's lazy. <clears throat> she wakes up. I said, baby, what about this? She goes, really? You're going to wear that? Nope. Just a test. You passed. She said, you want to wear those stupid shoes, don't you? Yeah, they're North Carolina. She said, they put on a white shirt. Okay. See, some of us are saved, but we're still dressed like our old life. And it's not pleasing or satisfying to anybody else. If I had come today the way I was dressed, it wouldn't have been pleasing to anybody. Listen to what he says. I have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You've got to put on a new self. He says, this is what you, in fact, if you look at the word put on here, in the Greek, what it literally means is a soldier taking off his clothes to put on his armor. 
When you got saved, you took off your old clothes and how you used to look and how you used to dress. It was bad fashion. It wasn't godly attire. You've taken it off, and now you put on the full armor of God. It's kind of bulky sometimes. It feels a little strange sometimes, but you put on a new armor and new clothes that now is representation of who God is. But see, you got to take off some things. He said, "Here's remember, there's two sins I talked about. There's the sensual sins, then there's the social sins. He said, put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, lying. If you're a Christian, you still go around cussing all the time. Can we tell you to stop? I've told y'all, this, uh, this shirt's to say I'm a Christian, but I cuss a little. I hate those shirts. What you're saying is, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to sin a little bit, and I'm going to say it's okay. Don't you look at me like that. Cuss you out. I'm not going to talk like I used to talk. The words out of my mouth will be pleasing to God and helpful to others. I ain't, Listen, it ain't just about cussing. It's about talking nasty. It's not just about talking nasty. It's about complaining and griping. Can some of you, some of you, for the love of God, stop complaining about everything? You're a child of the Most High God. It shouldn't be the problems come out of your mouth. It should be the promises coming out of your mouth. It shouldn't be the terrible things that have happened, but the truth that is going to take place. It shouldn't be your fears, but you should be talking about the future and what God's got in store for you. That's how you should be talking. I gotta stop. See, in chapter three, what he's saying is, is we gotta move from knowledge to conviction. But then it must move from our heart to our feet. Theology and one or two are great, but it must move from theology to theology. I got a knowledge of who God is. I know what God is saying, and I know what God proclaims about my life, but it's not just theology, it is be. I'm going to be who God called me to be, because if I will, God will bless me. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? It's time for biology. Be who God's called you to be. Stop living the way you used to live. Be who God's called you to be and, and enjoy the life that God has in store for you. Amen. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here and you're saved and you're redeemed, but say, Pastor, I haven't been living that saved and redeemed life and I'm ready to commit to serving God, I want you to raise your hand. Yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, they will not just know who God is. They won't just have theology. But, Lord, today they will have theology. They will be who God's called them to be, and God will bless them because of. Touch them, Lord, right now, I pray. One last question. 
If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're living in shame and sickness and sadness, but today you would like to give your heart and life to Christ. No one's looking. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is the son of the living God died on a cross for you. And confess him, Lord, of your life, and you shall be saved. If you're here today and you're allowed to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Is there anyone else? Amen. I've had two raise their hand. Give God praise. I want everyone, not just the two that raise their hand, but everyone to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. As two new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.